0: Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You are here with your host Georgia Garlic and...
1: Mark Garlic.
0: <laughs> Why did you... Why because did I'm you enthusiastic.
1: Show... <laughs> I'm enthusiastic for today's topic because it's okay. very near and dear to my heart.
0: Okay Mark, Jesus. You literally just, before we started, I thought well, I sat a bit quiet on the microphone... And Mark said, Well, you know, I don't really talk that much, so I can be louder. Um, also, one thing that I would say is you're quite conscious of your name sounding like Bark. Do you know what I yeah, mean? And the way like that you just introduced yourself was, Hello, I'm Bark a... Garlic. Do you know what I mean?
1: Sounds <laughs> like a dog with a cliff palate. Oh, no, don't Bark, don't, bark, don't. bark, bark, bark. Get it? Oh, God. Mark, Mark. <laughs> oh, dear. That was my dad's joke. Yeah, that was,
0: that was generally your father's joke, probably. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're back, and today. Well, what's the 411? What's going on at the moment, Mark? Um, Um, Currently,
1: we are undergoing some... Undergoing. (laughs) ...transformational changes within our own business uh, with regards to just how we are planning on...
0: Taking over the world. Um, ...building
1: a long-term career and business within the industry.
0: Yes. And I think sometimes, it's just like anything... You you find what you enjoy from constantly refining, I guess, as much. And I guess we've always had a very strong passion of helping people. And I think, as I always say on here, I just don't think it's discussed enough that for so many people's careers, like for three years, they just like turned completely upside down. And then, like whether it was two years of lockdowns or whatever it was, like the aftermath of that for so many businesses has been like, yeah, it's like. In the trenches, do you know what I mean? And it's not to say that ours, ours is—we're very lucky that we've worked hard enough. And have mm. to say, we literally, to put it into context, we really don't take much time off. So you would much really have take any time off. We haven't taken any time
1: off. We haven't taken. No, we
0: haven't taken like a literally a day. day. In fact, we were really struggling because even when we is moved
1: country, up. we moved country. We literally whilst coached working. people and ran a business whilst moving. Packing. How heck is
0: this? We literally had to. We left South Africa. We had to go via France because all of that fucking and restrictions for, and because stuff. Because we were coming out of a had to spend red like country. thousands of pounds on. A, well, to be fair, it was my choice to spend thousands of pounds on a luxury trip to France. Exactly. Literally, <laughs> um, exactly. and well, I couldn't obviously do it basic Could I just make myself. We couldn't bankrupt.
1: go glamping, or no, we absolutely renting could not be glamping. a a minivan to then rough it.
0: To rough it. I don't think yeah. I've always... I, I'm one of those people, where, like, I just really just want to enjoy myself because I'm such a creature of habit. Well, the
1: question is, did you enjoy yourself?
0: Yeah, to be honest with you, it was great until I had to pay for, like, all of the hotel exactly, rooms yeah. and, like, and then the, the upgrade on the car rental. And, the and like, then the, <laughs>
1: the, the enjoyment wasn't...
0: Then going to Paris and spending shit tons of money in like really impulsive moments, <laughs> like literally impulsive. There was no way to describe me and Mark with very impulsive. But we we had to then, we literally worked even all the way through that to getting back to like moving to my parents' house before yeah. we moved London. And I swear, like I, ge- I genuinely feel like time's going so quickly yeah. at the moment. We moved I, to I Bristol, then we moved to it.
1: London, then we moved and moved. I moved and carried on moving.
0: Okay, oh, yeah, we're carrying on moving. Do you want to give anybody your Google pinpoint whilst yeah. we're, we're on the, the we're leaves on the, of Surrey? Um, yeah, I
1: really like Surrey. Surrey's uh, very yeah, pretentious. I mean, look, I very. <coughs> excuse me. Um, oh, very coffee. pretentious. Very. You know how much is your bank balance? But outside of that, the um, the There's countryside. There's like two
0: extremes of Surrey, though. Like the, the countryside
1: opposite. is very very beautiful.
0: I mean, look, it's rated, isn't it? Like the, I don't know actually. Would you like some
1: some uh, some facts on Surrey? Surrey no, has oh, the gosh, most gosh, amount God. of trees <laughs> compared to the rest of the UK, with about seventy to eighty percent of the landmass covered in trees.
0: Yeah, well, and Which is cool. I would love to be able to afford to own like a 10 mil house yeah. sort of in the countryside like with a, with farm. a farm oh my god yeah.
1: and then you'd ad- ad- uh, adopt dogs and cats
0: i don't think i'd do the farm work myself though
1: no um, supervise i, I my, kind of
0: think that, that that's where it just yeah i'd supervise i think i'd get too attached to attach the animals and if you know i think i'd have a farm where nobody was killed yeah
1: of course. i don't yeah.
0: think i could have animals it'd be nice to have
1: them. some cows and some goats and some cars chickens worth a lot
0: of money though yeah. Just imagine producing your own fillet steak and then, but i come friends with no, the cow. I would this not be able thing. to
1: kill them. I'd like to put those things where you, they scratch their, their backs on it and then just...
0: Yeah, if you could have like two or three cows, I don't know how many cows make a happy cow. I don't know. Like I
1: reckon about four, four to six would be a good number. Are
0: you just guessing that? Is that what yeah. makes a happy cow? And then I would Some say company. a couple of, like, you like eating lamb, I don't. And yeah. I, I just think a lamb is a baby. It's just really fucked. It's like eating yeah, but what about, caviar, which is effectively the the eggs of a What about mutton,
1: fish, <laughs> mutton, like a mutton pie or something like that?
0: Why are you whispering? Is it suddenly just taking it down or not?
1: <laughs> just getting sensual with my cooking. I've started cooking, everybody. No,
0: for God's sake. Mark's made two dinners.
1: George's I've me him the to green his, light.
0: I've limited him to certain meals that he can cook without either ruining my equipment or... <laughs> well, I did come in this morning to realise <laughs> that obviously Mark... we doesn't really like to clear up after. And had left Cajun oh spice. Excuse me. Cajun spice in olive oil oh all my. over the new white chopping board. He which doesn't I like have to been... clean
1: up after himself. So he's meant to cook and clean at the oh, same God, time. Cooks considering once, can't clean up. Considering yeah. <laughs> whenever you cook, I clean no, up after. fuck afterwards.
0: off. You even said to me the other day, I do, Oh, yeah. I don't like the fact you're cleaning up so much at the moment. Yeah, don't you've even done even it mark.
1: recently for the past like three weeks. You've been clearing up. Quite a few oh, three amount. weeks.
0: Your element of like understanding time is like so. It's precise. Just not, it's no, it's not. It's completely out of whack. It's precise. It's completely out of whack. Probably I just like your gut health. From that Team I'm. Spectre. My phone's <laughs>
1: about to. My phone's about to ring because Rolex want me to tell them the time.
0: Oh, is it today? Can we tell everyone the worst jokes that Mark's got? I've and got. The fact you're showing your age, like quite highly here.
1: My age. With age comes wisdom.
0: Um, it is weird, though. We've got to respect our elders. We were talking about that the other day because
1: you should. to are a some certainty. people I just think,
0: why do, why do I need to show you like an ultimate le- like? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sound bad here because of because generally
1: evolutionary biology predetermines that the people that are your elders would then pass on vital information or for money. you to, to survive. So go here to drink water, this is how you create a bow and arrow. This is the type of plant you rub on your skin when you've oh, got a rash. did your
0: ranch. parents teach you this?
1: No, I'm just saying, evolutionary the, the biology pre- predetermines far, far oh, prior see, Mark, to, to modern day society. Yeah, but
0: like now, like there are some elders that I would describe as proper pricks, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, generationally, say, I would generationally, say that you are a, a like, lot of
1: the... Uh, the the generation of the current like seventy eighty year old they're quite uh, corrupt individuals with very oh, low you can't morals. not really
0: describe my grandparents as corrupt. No, I'm
1: not like, saying your grand your well, grandparents no, are corrupt. No, but you're corrupt, just saying
0: that all of that generation is not. If the anything, they probably maj- put the most into the tax system than any of us will. Um, in the sense of yeah, generation but they've also
1: so. reaped the 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 massive benefits when they were able to buy a house for like four quid.
0: Yeah, I know, but I do think, in general terms, if I was that inept at that age, I'm just would just give up. To be quite honest with you, I see a lot of old people. I know it's so rude to say this, like I know we all haven't mm. had like sports physios since the age of like twelve, yeah, um, sure. and gone to like private schools where mummy um, and being, daddy take us, to nutritionists yeah. and fucking specialists and everything, just to make sure we can survive one day in the wild. Mm. Um, but. I really, I just like, I don't want to be pissing myself. I don't want to be shitting myself. I don't want to look like (laughs) fucking hunchback of Notre Dame. I don't even want to be that useless that I have to hold people up. Like, oh, it's
1: inevitable though.
0: Well, not necessarily. I'd just rather euthanize myself, to be quite honest with you. Like, if you're that annoying, like, if I don't have children, okay, we don't have children. Technically, obviously, my parents will die. Like, people think I'm really morbid with the way I speak yeah. about death, but I, I, I just am like this.
1: Yeah. Parent. You're going to die, do
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the reality. It's just mm. how well you live your life. Um,
1: exactly.
0: So my parents will die. Maybe my sister will be still hanging on. We've only got 18 months apart. Yeah, so, so she'll be, be she'll be
1: knocking around.
0: But I doubt she'll be, like, near me. Do you know what I mean? Me and Emma have never been near each yeah, other. Really sure. <laughs> um, so... Like, if we've got our friends, they might be able to help us, but I doubt that. I feel like some people are quite useless. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, (laughs) not just, it's just, I feel like everybody lives for themselves these days, you know what I mean? It's like, whatever. Um, So then, like, what, what do, what, who's helping me? Then I'm going to go and be like Mm. a a leech on the NHS. Yeah, you are.
1: Some, some, uh, do you know what
0: I mean? Sat in a care home, dribbling myself. Some person from
1: a, From a less privileged country, will come to the United Kingdom looking for a better future, and they'll take up a job of caring. Exactly, they'll take up caring, and they'll basically wipe your ass whilst you you drill on yourself. And
0: then you're meant to give all your will away to like a Filipino carer.
1: Yeah, I'd rather do that with like a dog or a cat or Battersea Dog Shelter or something like that.
0: I think I think out of all the dog shelters, I wouldn't necessarily give straight to Battersea. I feel like they probably receive quite a lot of funds. Maybe I'm wrong. But I'd probably want to go and like give my money to be open up in like an animal rescue hospital or something.
1: Yeah, I think it's inevitable. Like you get to a point where if there's any you're money, so though. old that your body just <laughs> stops functioning.
0: I don't think anyone's going to have savings. We're just going to be dying with credit at this, right? Just That's be working. Literally.
1: We're going to be doing podcasts. And yeah, then I'm well, just going gonna... to. Oh, sorry, guys. Mark's just died.
0: <laughs> Mark's dead. <laughs> <laughs> literally, Mark said, I'm just holding on. I've just yeah, eaten a tuna pasta just... for the 400th day in a row. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> 400th, more like fucking 40,000th day in a row, yeah. actually. Yeah. I've eaten that pasta literally every day since I've.
1: Well done. Consistency.
0: <sighs> Not really. It's just, it's, just, it's just easy. Comfort zones, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So, what else is happening in. in oh, yeah. Else? We
0: went to yesterday, we went late in the afternoon to mm. go and see. A, a kennel. Now, to give you some context, um, it's not for my husband, it's actually for our dogs. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got a client, uh, one of our wonderful clients is getting married in Italy in September, And I um, have been called up for the good old bridesmaid job. So we obviously are going to that wedding in Italy. Mm. That's if Mark can get a fucking visa. Fucking Africans. Struggling. Anyone with the VFS Global fucking Yeah, If anybody knows a hookup (laughs) at
1: (laughs) VFS Global. Give give context though. Mark's a a South African
0: passport holder with obviously residency to remain in the UK because we left the UK for like quite a few years and went to back to South Africa, Mark then lost his front of entry point to get a British passport again. So we've had to stay obviously back in the UK for a certain amount of time, and then probably you're likely to go to a British passport now that we've been married for five years, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But in the meantime, it means every time that there's anything to do with Europe or just cough, cough outside of the UK, yeah. Mark has to print off get a, a whole watch of fucking 500 pages of bank statements, mm-hmm. accountants letters, mm-hmm. just proving that He's alive and running. He's, yeah, just
1: because I can, so I can go on holiday for three days. For three
0: days, literally, like it's the most pathetic thing. Anyway, so this is the capitalist society that we live in now. So there's something called VFS Global where you go and get like an Im- you go and get your visa done for certain countries that you can only literally get it done via them. So you yeah. book an appointment, you pay for it, whatever. Now, obviously, capitalist Society, all of the, like, immigration lawyers and large, like, funds have bought up all of the spaces and now selling them off for, like, 500 quid a go, between 300 to 500 quid a go, to get a fucking piece of paper, put in your bloody passport for literally, like... A few days it's absolutely and it's there's racist. no it's racist
1: <laughs> it's racist towards people that are well, it's that just are fucking
0: ridiculous coming from different
1: it. countries you know like chinese people why do you want to
0: spend 500 Africans, pounds on a Caribbean. piece of shitty paper but we obviously really demand. need to go and are going and obviously want to go supply but it's just the demand.
1: same i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to jump on a dinghy
0: Oh dear, fucking floating. Do you know I mean? Just yeah. hope that somebody in a lifeboat. Just do a, a reverse And you're not sent to Rwanda. In
1: rever-, reverse order.
0: Yeah, and then you're sent off to Rwanda back to Well, Africa, I guess yeah.
1: well, when the, all those people jump off the dinghies, they leave their dinghies there. I'll just take one and just drop oh. it, go take it back. Instead
0: of coming into the UK, you'll be leaving Yeah, leaving like
1: the dinghy. <laughs> I'm going to go another so way.
0: So there's no appointments. None. So you refresh it, none. Refresh it, none. All the times. We've even been on Reddit threads trying to find out why. Mm, Can't even get mm. a fucking visa for Italy. So now Mark's having to suck all the balls out of every embassy.
1: Mm. And we're probably
0: going to have to do some weird into Switzerland, through Switzerland, Italy vibe. like a spy. Like a spy. Because once you've got a Schengen visa, you can then go like into country, like other EU countries. Just a fucking shit show, honestly. What a... a I, I get it. It's a good. It's a great business idea, but also. Well, the, the thing, say, is the reality is, is when they resources. look
1: at it, they look at Africa. You and know, like, Europeans, nah. and they look at Africans, <laughs> and they just think that we are, you know, out for no good. We, that we're just going to come into your country and just stay and live here, and just it's you not know, always rape and pillage your your resources. But the reality is. Just want to go I think on that's holiday. That's a
0: bit of an assumption. Do I just think that's a bit. Okay. Of a well, why would
1: assumption. they? Why would they have? You know. Oh no! You, you're from a if certain country. If you like that. Why are you you're in fine. our country? Then you're fine.
0: Why are you in? Why are you in my country, Mark? Why then? am
1: I in your country?
0: Exactly. If you think um, it's so fucking horrific. Well,
1: technically, it's my country as well. Oh, is it's it? Just I didn't
0: realise you had the, a British part. It's just that I've just missed a few my generations. My
1: genes were you know born and, born and born and bred Scottish so I just took a slight detour
0: took it, yeah Rhodesia and back yeah. um, but no going back to the kennels we obviously um, we're going away for my father's birthday as well in November bit of a to be fair this is the first holiday that we'll have in fucking ages um, but we look when normally our dogs are like we like to describe a bit bougie to yeah, be quite honest with you the, they are spoilt as anything princesses. like princesses so is the cat Stormzy. so we have always had them home sat and always had to pay like extortionate amounts to have people come and like stay in the house and then we got quoted about the most hideous amount for like the other day i was like you should be paying my animals to look after them not the other mm, way around
1: 95 <laughs> a day
0: no, one hundred twenty-five fucking one hundred twenty-five pounds a day. A day to sit in my house, yeah, sleep to sit in, in my house, in the, and in literally the, have like yeah. the two best dogs and a cat to look after. Like, exactly. how
1: hard? Ridiculous.
0: And you actually want one hundred twenty-five pounds a day? I'll put them in a premier inn. At least they'll get a Toby Carvery afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Oh, they'd love that. Anyway, so we've been on this hunt to just try and find somebody that's just not a con artist to look after them. And so we were like back at a kennel and I'm not too I don't know what it is. It's I very think doggy. It's too overprotective. <laughs> it's of very the doggy. It's
1: very like dogs and not like bougie dogs. You know like, like th- farm dogs.
0: The fleece wearing yeah. like owners, you yeah. know. <laughs> the, the fleece gilet. wearing 1998
1: Land Rover. Yeah, with a gilet.
0: With gilet. smells like dog biscuits. Yeah. Yeah anyway. Um we went, and I mean, I guess it's a kennel. I've never been in a kennel, so I started. And then my Pretty mark, decide, my mark and I, kennel. I should say, have decided that they are going to go to this kennel yeah, because we believe, just like how my parents sent me off to shitty summer camps in America, where I just fucking hated it and ended up quitting after two days, I had to go and play tennis with a load of Americans at the age of like 12. And obviously that was just not something that one strived to achieve at that age. Um, and I just reminded myself of the times my parents forced me to do Duke of Edinburgh Award, forced me to go on a long walk on a Sunday, like forced me to move, which is probably a good thing. And obviously I didn't want to do it. Um, and um, I thought, you know what? I didn't have it easy growing up. Our dogs should have some sort of testing. Yeah, you know, they need to be a bit more camp. doggy. It's not summer camp. It's actually more like November camp. But or like boot camp. Like a boot camp. Like, yeah. it's like going to an extreme fat loss camp and then just fucking shitting yourself before you arrive. You know you're in for, like, the absolute worst like week Like sleeping in
1: bunk beds.
0: No, it's more premium than that, Mark. Um, no, I would
1: say it's very farm-like orientated with concrete floors. and.
0: Oh, you're talking about the kennel now or yeah. boot camp? <laughs> no, no, just like, no,
1: I'm just saying it would be like if you were going to, like,
0: I said to Mark navy seal you're...
1: selection and they make when they sl- make you sleep on bunk beds or talking
0: like... of Navy seal I genuinely believe that I'd yeah. be the perfect candidate for uh, SAS who does wins I mm. feel like as I've, we've had this conversation yeah, you need today,
1: to you need to apply I feel there. like I need
0: to do some ex- not extreme like physique I'm talking extreme challenge to the point where people are like mm. are you okay and that doesn't require like building a, like climbing a skyscraper or something where, no. wearing a pair of platform toe shoes vibrams 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 yeah Yeah. i would get
1: great uh, pleasure out of watching you inhale cs gas
0: i love that that's so fucked up that me just like vomiting yeah perfect. but the thing is though if i'm to go on a program like this i don't think they'll accept me because i'll be so ultra prepared for it that i'd probably just like i I i could not go on a show like that and just embarrass myself I just I physically couldn't. I'd have to be incredibly good with the combat. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whack me around the head because I'm about to stamp on you.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: like literally, I would have to like go and um, I'd have to practice just literally holding shit above my head, mm-hmm. like running
1: with packs running on. With and, packs and on, like I wouldn't.
0: I wouldn't go in. Steel-toed boots. I think I actually would hire a Navy SEAL like coach to actually like take an SAS, look at. like an SAS. Yeah. Literally, I'd hire an SAS guy to yeah. just, just even beast if it. You. Yeah, and I'd it. Pro- oh my God, yeah. Just beast Because yeah. I just think it'd be so pathetic. You go on a show like that, and then you're like, oh, I guess ow, that's the entire premise know. of it,
1: though, do you know what I mean? What? The entire premise of the show is for you to kind of go in somewhat, not unprepared, but it's like a reflection on your kind of environment You can like individual. subtly
0: gas me in the bathroom or something, like close me Even in the better, yeah, yeah, Even yeah. better, gas me in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I would have to, yeah, I mean, yeah, that would be a, um, definitely a challenge and a half. But I just feel like I, I would, I, always wa- I could people.
1: waterboard you, you know, like get, tie you onto the dining room they, table. Can I just point out, I don't think they
0: the, do that on S.A.S. Who does Do they not? No, I don't I think they I thought they did, they did, they did
1: waterboard you in the last one. I think they that's did.
0: That's fucking like killing, that's really, I don't think they waterboard you, Mark. you sure? I think that's a bit, ex- they put headphones on with that horrible screams, but it's like listening to you all day anyway, so it's nothing. I'm not used to.
1: Just me breathing heavily. Heavily.
0: The... God, that would be the worst torture either. Two things. Yeah. Mark breathing heavily, yeah. where we need to address your sinus problems. Mm. Yes. Um, you stirring a cup of tea or coffee. Yeah. Oh yeah. my fucking yeah. God. Can, I, the can two... I
1: can I tell you what mine would be? Oh god. Me Mark, Mark makes a smelling mistake.
0: Right, let's and talk George about like... Mark's spelling, but the fact that you're literally... Yeah, I literally don't understand it. And Mark's like, this, I'm dyslexic. I'm like, look, I was dyslexic and dyspraxic Got like three hours extra time at school. Yeah. I still picked myself up and, and, and learned failed. how to spell. <laughs> oh my God, you're actually the most I'm disgusting joking. human. I'm joking. Shut up. Um, I actually am very good at spelling, hence why I have to always correct your fucking spelling. Would it's you, like
1: would Jane, uh, would Jane? Oh,
0: it's so boring. Mark, Jane, honestly. It's uh, so boring. agree
1: with that when she messages you and tell you that there's a spelling mistake?
0: Oh, she stopped doing that because I just told her where she can go. <laughs> and every time she does, you know what it is? Is that people fucking irritate me? It's like you upload something. <laughs> to be fair, actually, what my mum picks up on normally isn't a spelling mistake. She just wants to make it more perfect. You know, do you know when it's? Do you know what? Do you know what? People's opinions in general just like assholes, like Everyone's literally, like unless you, don't you want to see unless them. you are have hired us and you work with us and we are helping you and you know what I mean. I, which all of our clients, we're very lucky to have a very good set of group of clients. Not always been the case, but um, have got we've got a lot of respect for one another, mm. and you know they would never. I don't know even say anything but you know when you try really you try really hard and then people who like literally have no significance in just many anything just give their opinion do you know what I mean? you're just like do you know what i just don't think that's welcome here like i just i it's so boring it's really boring it's just exhausting when you've had a whole long day at work you've got to get content out on social media you've got to do all of this there's like one spelling mistake or one thing doesn't have a hyphen or the right fucking comma or abbreviation do you know what i mean and somebody corrects you on it. It's like, what have you done all day? Sat and waited for that? Do you know what I mean? You absolute imbecile. That's literally what I think when people send me shit like that. To be fair, it hasn't happened because my spelling's really good. But it used to when we first started doing infographics. When you start, like literally stared at an infographic for like so long, copied and pasted text into it from writing on mm. a document, mm. doing all with that. Like it's just so easy. Just like. For an e to be missing or like a word to be missing and then you've literally stared at it and you're like what the fuck like um am i am i blind like no obviously i'm not blind no what would you rather blind or deaf
1: um
0: deaf so i didn't have to listen to you
1: yeah deaf or deaf (laughs) um geez that's a so yeah i'd probably go deaf so you can still see stuff, you can still you can feel yeah. vibrations and stuff, so you can still go and like listen to music and understand. Um,
0: okay, why don't you speak to a deaf person about whether they can just go and listen to music? No, not
1: listen, they feel music. <gasps> okay, <When you're> going <laughs> I
0: can't wait for you to feel some music.
1: Yeah, when you obviously you can stand near a speaker if you go to like a music event and you hear the bass line and you can feel.
0: You know, this is so gross, but I'm just going to dob you in here because it's just my job to do so, really. You know, when myself and Mark first met, for like literally three years of our relationship, Mark had like a really severely blocked ear on one side and literally claimed that he was half deaf. Okay. Half deaf. He didn't. He just not cleaned the earwax out to the point where he had to go and get, oh my God, it was like a surgical operation mm, mm. to remove... Oh, my God, that was... And the guy,
1: there was a very nice gay gentleman who did it, and he was equally as fascinated with...
0: What was coming out of your fucking uh, ears. It was disgusting. Anyway, so obviously that's been definitely not addressed since, has it, Mark? mm -hmm. No, you probably haven't cleaned your ears with an earbud in a while. No, I'm
1: hoping for them to block up so that I can tune out the... uh, Spelling
0: mistakes. (laughs) Oh, my God, you're such an embarrassment. Anyway, today, let's talk about, rather than assassination, um, let's talk about body dysmorphia. Yeah. So, I think this is something that runs in a scale of some degree. And a scale in which I mean as to, like, how severe it is for an individual to go through. And I think you've got probably some people who think oh i don't f- I don't feel great today that's probably the lowest end of the scale yeah. and then you've got people at the top end of the scale which like despise themselves hate themselves like can't see themselves ever being anything other than hating themselves so um i there's so many things that I feel that we as a society have effectively created Mm. to make this just so much worse. And Mark did a thing on our uh, Instagram, well actually today, um, (laughs) um, about body dysmorphia and the stats of like how many people, our internal narratives are so weak. Yeah,
1: it's very it's very shocking with recent studies coming out, in that 50% of men and 50% of women in the United Kingdom can be diagnosed with a varying degree of body dysmorphia and between the ages of like 12 and 35, it is the leading cause for suicide.
0: And I think we've experienced this in so many ways, personally and obviously with her helping a lot of people. And I will always say this, and Mark said this, I think the first ever episode we recorded on a podcast, which was like, Here's the thought, like all the people that are leading this physique mindset which is obviously like what I look like you know the whole like going to the gym and being like all half naked and you know plastering it always across social media channels and all of this to make those people are actually the most insecure out of probably the whole lot which then effectively if they're the leader of, or the image or the influence to somebody that wants to, I don't know, look like them, it yeah. then effectively breeds this, I don't think it's ever changed in my opinion. I think even from no. school years to being an adult, I think body dysmorphia is literally cemented in you from a very, very mm, young yeah, age. It's, it's
1: so generational and a lot of our clients who are in their 50s and 60s are, um, that have highlighted that they may potentially have some level of dysmorphia have said that the root cause is coming from no their upbringing. So yeah. numerous generations of diet culture that has permeated itself into generations. And like George said, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be something that slows down.
0: No, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. And I see it happen so much. It. for for me on anything is like i always say this and i say you know and i say this time and time again to clients to go through very large weight loss journeys with us or people that want our help on weight loss journeys you know you can be physically smaller Mm. but not all mentally healthier and i think this is something which doesn't necessarily mean you know, don't do anything because... You know what I mean? Don't get physically smaller, do you know what I mean? Because you're not going to be... It just means that you you can lose weight at a speed that your mind will never catch up with. Mm. And if you're attacking always you know i need to look better i mm, need to lose mm, this fat mm. i i am fat i hate this i hate myself why do i look like this and then you go at attacking a diet or doing something more extreme yeah. you know do not think that that's going to solve your problem in no. the how you view yourself no. if anything it's going to make it a hell of, hell of a lot worse and you could like, lose a
1: whole bunch of weight and still you know fixate on certain areas absolutely. like your thighs or your stomach or you know, why do I not have an incredibly defined six-pack or whatever? We can't just diminish. The entire process then becomes almost futile because you've you've made the assumption that you're going to feel a certain way when you've achieved your goal, but yet you can't see the forest for the woods. And it just... Then you're like, what's the point? Or And I feel like everyone... To sit, not everyone but the vast majority no, I would say of people actually everybody is have, I think have everybody experienced has
0: thought. yeah at of least. course
1: of course I think
0: you know I, I, I even the ones at the at the top are going to be criticizing themselves to be that one percent better or I'm talking physique orientated here and that in itself then obviously ingrains an internal narrative They've, they've done a lot of research in this in the sense of psychology with like how people behave in weight mm. loss journeys and how they feel when you know they hate themselves. And I think it's quite obvious to say that no matter what you look like, you are always going to be your worst critic. Like that's one thing because your internal narrative can take you on yeah. numerous amounts of different yeah. paths. And also your environment heavily influences your body dysmorphia even more. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. If you're very overweight, perhaps, um, in a situation or environment where people are not overweight, they always used to say, which is an interesting saying, and we have loads of debate, that being thin, for example, which is never a goal, but like being thin is privileged. And I can see why they say that because I feel like that's the whole of our weight loss industry has been tailored to those that are privileged that can be thin because they can afford the um, the ability the lifestyle, ability of, necessary, the lifestyle yeah. necessary to achieve it and. I can appreciate that because there's some people that live a life which is three jobs, a microwave meal, have to look after kids, potentially a single parent, have poor ill health, whatever, don't have the funds to cover or even think about how getting professional help. So they're naturally going to sit at a worse off position than somebody that can afford to have a trainer or can afford to have a nutritionist or can afford to have that additional help. But I don't think that even our national health service is very good at helping people through mental health situations in the sense of body dysmorphia. If anything, they make it even worse because it's always attacking what somebody looks like and effectively fixing their health. But their health is then run by their fucking brain. And if their brain is not up to the level where their activity or fitness or health is at, like, how do you expect an individual to... I guess, reaper award overall, like going back to the point of being physically smaller, but not all mentally he- healthier. I do think you get to a position in your life where you just think like, is this ever going to change? Am I ever going to think worse, you know, better of myself? And if I look at, I'm sure, what, if, talk about Mark, you're uh, growing up, for example, mm-hmm. you know, you, well, to, what your story in the sense of being epileptic and stuff like that, and your mum's uh what was your mum what were your parents thoughts on weight gain and then your how it would or what you looked like and how it would replicate through your life
1: growing um, up. i don't think the, like in terms of the parental influence that was ever not addressed in in that sense it was never really highlighted from from their aspect but more the you know I'd undergone physical changes when I was diagnosed with epilepsy and took medication that adjusted my metabolic rate and I put on a lot of weight and basically went from a normal-sized child to a very quite overweight child in the space of two years and then being thrust into an environment where you are at an all-boys school um you know it's a sink or swim environment where you know children and teenagers are very nasty when it comes to the way that they try and establish a hierarchy as you get older so i guess growing up that's where you know everyone refers to you as a fat you know fat or fat you know always uh, referring to the way that you look and feel and what do you know, very interesting it never is like didn't where it, it didn't never a
0: child for it, example where does a child out of interest who is effectively been born into a world mm. then pick up the words fat do you get what i mean by this because that then has to come from the generation yeah. above to have said those words enough that you say that that person's fat, but or again mu- much fat?
1: like much like when you grew up, you know there weren't that many fat people around, so like you kind of stuck out stood out, and then generally it was you know people generally lashing out or starting or creating a certain narrative because of their own um shortfalls or or drawbacks do you know what i mean so like the only kind of people that would ever really go at me for my weight and stuff like that were like the guys who struggled to like read sentences in english and you know and were like (laughs) in set five maths and like had to count on their hands and fingers but
0: i don't think it always happens extreme obviously it doesn't at all in fact i think it probably happens potentially even more on an extreme level, at the lower end, so I don't even think that you've got to be overweight to have struggled with his body. Smaller at
1: all. I wouldn't I say I was. I was not you. I'm no, but I'm just saying, just people. in hindsight, like, you know, even if you were, there were guys that were referred to as fat, or you know, a whole bunch of really nasty things, when in reality, were were not. you know it was just basically if you had a different body shape to the you know the norm
0: no but there's a lot of men and a lot of women that sit in a position currently who feel like they're tiny and they can't and they're envious of those that um they Mm. don't know how they could put on weight or you know they sit there and they feel horrible about themselves on a day-to-day basis and that can progress in an even more Mm. uh destructive way i always say that with gaining weight it's this is not something, This not take this literally, but I feel like with gaining weight. Yeah. We tend to pile on weight over, well, if we were to talk statistically, there are people that pile on weight very, very quickly. But on average, you might pile on some quickly, but it will come on over years, you know, and you sit in that position. Now, yeah. only till you get to the level perhaps where I got to, where you're like mm. pre-diabetic or you've been diagnosed with health concerns of some mm, degree, mm. Do you then kind of address it or feel that there are things that you don't feel great about Mm -hmm. so there are things that you'd be like oh i'm out of breath or i can't fit into these clothes and that's obviously like you know a signal to say okay well are you overweight or are you not but i do think to sit in a position of a lower end where you i don't know like your 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 expectation you know like there's a lot of men that would probably look at mark's physique and would probably say like oh, I want to be bigger, like how you're everybody Everybody that Mark meets mm. when I'm next to him, oh, you're a big boy, do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Every single person. You go to the gym, do you know what I mean? Whether it's an estate agent or, mm. a, you know, the randomest people, is always Mark's... Now, is that because they're smaller thinking, oh, it's a big boy? But what's very interesting mm. is that we were mm. looking a lot of this into the research of this the other day of how mm. many people... When you first meet somebody, you immediately discriminate over somebody's appearance. And it's like it's a really high percent of those mm. that look at somebody immediately assume based off their size or way up in their head. Are we am I bigger or am I smaller? Am I more muscular or am I less? And so that quick analysis in your head then can mm. come out in what happens a lot with us, which we spoke about last time is like. If somebody feels threatened, automatically mm. they'll think of their positive, which could be that they have a lot of money, mm. or that, that you know what I mean. So it'll be like somebody will meet me and Mark f- come face to face, and it's our first meeting. Like I'll in my head say if it's a, say if I'm meeting a girl, go- a woman, yeah. you know, this is how it tends to work. Now mm. I don't do it because I've got a job, profession to not do this, but you meet somebody and you're one up one down and very quickly in your head you go, what do they have that I don't have? And what do I have that they don't have? So I can level myself in a sense of competition in my head of making myself feel better. And that has been like clinically proven as an, uh, A feeling and a thought process that goes through a lot of people's. It goes through
1: everybody's head because we're pre-designed to do that.
0: Absolutely, and it's but it's it's even like you have to assess
1: your environment when you meet somebody for the first time. You need to understand whether or not they are an ally or a threat. It's just evolutionary biology for us to to uh, put people into boxes and to judge people on appearances because I
0: think it's got worse though you've
1: got to you've got to make those split you know if you were you know 200,000 years ago walking into a cave yeah, and you, you just saw us back to a I'm just saying cave. because we've been we've been more un, we've spent the vast majority of our existence as You've a humanity more what, you me you're uncivilized than right? civilized. So, you know, you walk into a cave, you, you, you're you you're having to assess on a dime people's, you know, facial... now, Mark,
0: though, because you're also no, comparing yourself that, to a lot of people. That well, I time get it, there but it's also pretty vital for us fucking to do that. Analysis. There wasn't that many humans around when you are in your cave 2,000 years ago, 200, years ago whenever 200,000 years ago, whenever it fuck it was. Mm. You know but now you have the level of comparison at all points and you know what I was quite I wasn't unaware of it I can see yeah. why it happens but I was quite unaware of the fact of looking into the research of how much discrimination on looks that is in corporate or work you yeah, know, working jobs and career your career mm. and that how many that if you are overweight or deemed overweight in the eyes of somebody that is higher than you in a position at a job, mm-hmm. you are more likely to get a lower wage than somebody coming in at a who's attractive side who's attractive. Yeah. Now, I know our whole world has run off of the most attractive win and the ugliest yeah. fucking lose and whatever, yeah. but that is fucking savage. Yeah. And I was having a conversation with one of our um, <laughs> very regular savage. clients of the day, and she said that the CEO of their very, very large company, you know, it's a huge company, worldwide company. Uh, the CEO that had been appointed was, everybody couldn't understand it, was morbidly obese. And the, all of these photos, people were like, I can't understand why they've hired somebody, the CEO that looks like that. And there's two ways you can look at this, because like, when somebody, and I can say this from, I'm not CEO of any degree, but I can say this from a personal standpoint. I think I was always had huge body dysmorphia that people would see me and the only image or remembrance mm. of me was that I was fucking fat. You know I mean, mm. that was the only thing I was like, I know when they say, oh, oh, have you met Georgia? Or oh, do you know, or whatever? It was just gonna be like, oh yeah, she's quite overweight. Or, you know, she's fat, do you know I mean? Cause that was so commonly said. Yeah. And I think that, you know, what you do do, like we were talking about in the other podcast about compensating, mm. is that when you are of a very, you know, one extreme or the other, you're compensating at other aspects of your life mm. so that you make yourself feel better for the lack of control you perhaps have when it comes to uh, your emotions with food or how you eat or drink and all of, you know, stuff that comes with it. and. So actually, isn't it the most perfect CEO? Because most likely that they have all of the time and energy because they've compensated quite a lot to literally just be a workaholic, you know. And so for a business and a company standpoint, forget the health of all your employees because they don't really tend to care about that most companies, you know, that... You're actually getting somebody that's willing to put a huge amount of time into something to get a company or a business growing or whatever consistently taking profit, unlike Mm. perhaps a CEO who is very into self care and habit building and just you know needs to go to the gym and then goes and has a you know a facial at four and you know very up with their appearance and their attraction that takes away from the work that's actually being done in the company so there is this argument for that like she was like i can see it because i've she herself has been in a position where she's been very overweight and that stopped her career progressing and so she could see she was like I can understand, like, I respect the woman because she knows a lot. She's a, C- you know what I mean? And, and from a working terms, you know what I mean? It's great. But I think it is quite a hard thing for the employees that then see that as an image of some mm, degree. Mm. But, I mean, what would be better to have some coke addict, like, heroin chic, do you know what I mean, CEO, who's, like, even probably on the worst of scale, yeah. or have one that is, I mean from what my client said, she's very overweight, you know, and it's hard in those situations, but it is quite eye-opening to see how many people are discriminated from just, like, what they look like. And I know this comes down to also race and, like, so many other Mm. factors. It's not just, obviously, you know, your body shape. And so, you know, if you're sat in a position, like, if you want to progress your career, that's like, oh, suddenly, okay, I can't progress my career unless I'm not, like,
1: you, lo- you don't Look, fit a, soci- a, a social, type. social type. You know.
0: But and that's so fucked up. But then again,
1: it's just the way the world works. There's just good-looking people and there's not so good-looking people. It's not
0: always good-looking, and like you can be, you can be like, you can be like in shape and fuck ugly. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, but at- like,
1: okay, you okay. Know, so yeah, attractive you know, to a be, certain individual. It's just.
0: But it's the individual that's in control that makes that mm. dis- discrimination happen. It's not like a whole force of a team. I guess then it's go, like right, the stereotype where
1: you you know, you know, sleep your way to the top uh, is uh, you know, where mm. certain people have socially climbed by doing nefarious things and manipulating and leveraging their positives mm. when it comes to being attractive. And it's just part of... You know, human nature for people to, Abe, I think it's, you know, we are obviously clearly progressing um, in certain realms, but I think it's just within our human nature to a certain degree to be discriminatory, and that, because that comes down to the way you. The environment that you've been exposed to, and I think you only the discriminate way somebody raised. when
0: you feel very low in yourself. I think there's only a level of sense of insecurity yeah. uh, when yeah, you no, start to of course. To I'm not
1: saying it's coming from a good place. It's it's always coming like when a man discriminates against a really powerful woman who's potentially better at their job than they are, and they obviously feel threatened. You know that's a very common uh, scenario to happen. Uh, Yeah
0: but like unfortunately I've always said this I just don't think like in certain relationships and situations socially or family orientated you will be on a level playing field with a man okay as a woman. The thing is in my family situation for example I you know I've got a very female orientated family you know we've not a small family I don't feel like there's any kind of like man versus woman vibes when we're in a large family group or a small family group mm. or with a friendship group but that doesn't mean that overall like most like i don't think women because we're talking for first world countries here do you know what i mean yes. the ones that have got the freedom of speech to say Um, I don't like what you're doing or like I don't like this I need to change it you know and we're we should sit in quite a grateful position for that because there are many women around the world that will never even see yeah anything close to being even saying what they're thinking or opinion. And so I think... And again, it's cultural. So, you you know, I don't have much say on that because I I haven't been brought up that way. But I still don't think that women are ever going to be treated exactly the same as men. No. Like, it's just... it's, And I think it's something that maybe we've always got to try, but I think it comes to a point where then, in my opinion, the the trying and the over-trying then becomes quite feminist. And I'm not a feminist because... I still equally like men as much as I like women. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't think
1: the definition of being a feminist is like they dislike men.
0: No, but there is other extremes now where I don't think... I think we need to try to make sure that we are always, you know, not having to fucking, you know, beg to vote or do any of that shit and all But I think there comes to a level and a point of trying where then it does come across like we're attacking... Uh, the other gender of some degree, no. like it, it. Most men would feel like that. Like we we're talking about men. Why are so many people single, or you know, yes, yeah. or choose to be single? But for a man to like actually approach yeah. a woman these days, that's fucking hard. Yeah. Without like the
1: thing is, they've they've. There's a huge trend on social media discussing some of the latest um, studies when it comes when it comes to dating and the perception of how women perceive men to be either attractive or unattractive or uh, a man of of high value or of low value. And currently, the statistics within, I think it was done within the US and the UK, most women value at least 50% of men to be of low value or unattractive. So that means that there's a very, very small percentage of men within... This world and current society that fulfill the label of of value or being attractive.
0: But why? Why do you think that is? Cause I, I. But it's not.
1: It's not. That's not truly representative of what men think. Men think that up to sixty to seventy percent of all women fall within the reasonably attractive or very attractive so like men have a higher essentially and obviously this is a very polarizing and hyperbolic view hence the reason why people are saying it to get engagement and clicks and views but men generally value women more and women are 100% are essentially there is no other way to describe less. it
0: women can satisfy themselves without a man that is the reality a woman I know we can't reproduce because one thing that we can't do is to reproduce but you could go and get a sperm donor if you really wanted to you know yeah. but women I don't know because not I know a lot of women who are very quite um they really want a lot of attention from their partner. See, I wouldn't say I'm the type of woman that's quite like that. Like, I would say I like a medium range, but like, you know, if you didn't get any, then obviously there would probably be a problem. But I don't like huge amounts of attention. I just kind of get annoyed by it. But I do think that there, I don't know, in general terms, there are women that like attention, but I would say most women could be a strong independent woman do you know what i mean and i think a lot of women can live without a man sending them a picture of their dick or thinking that they offer them something and a lot of the time with generations now it's like we're all we're all on the same playing yeah. field here yeah. like it's very rare that you're coming across men that are paid huge amounts more than women or you know what i mean well and i which guess a great that kind thing, of but... i guess
1: that you're kind of but then again, that takes the
0: power... It does take a power slightly away from a man when it comes to a starting well, a relationship start. with that a woman. Is that a bad thing? Um, no, not in the it's sense bad. that... The, I, I'm very for the fact that women should be earning the same as men. Fuck, I mean, like, no, Jesus, but... No, but in terms
1: of, like, a woman being able to bring as much or even more to the table than but we're not past that part of
0: society where a man doesn't pay for something or like you know what i mean because it's still that thing of like you need we need to be looking after something like my gen my dad would have said to you when we got married like fucking look after do you know what i mean that's like the most standard thing that most men say to like the you know dads say to the the new partner but i i don't know i think like it's not necessarily great in the sense of what you said that most men find women attractive and it's lower on the woman's side. Yeah. It's significantly because now lower. a woman's like, do you know what? I can earn enough to look after myself. Sure. I like my life, do you know what I mean? In the sense of not having to look after and have responsibilities of somebody else you know, somebody else's life. Yeah. Maybe I don't want children because I'm not in that generation that necessarily is children orientated yeah. or focus. and i can afford and have a great life just effectively either having multiple relationships or none at all yeah. and i think you know if we were all still on the playing field for women for example which kind of were forced to marry men because men had a sense of power and money so then that would then provide and look after you like take yourself back to like when my grandparents met you know what i mean yeah. it wasn't um a focal point for women to go to work you know what i mean no. it was to stay at home and i think it's you know that meant that men had a lot of control over a woman's yeah, life and i true, think that's because changed. they
1: also paid for the vast majority of yeah so a woman felt very finances, obliged yeah. to
0: always find and seek a man that for had a sure. good job or you know could offer the family something or you know and yeah. and now it's not like that i think it's It's probably, you know, dissolving slightly in the sense of, and I think, but we still have the generations alive currently who have experienced it that way. So until those generations pass and we get past the next maybe 20 years, you know, are we going to be seeing
1: 2040 more
0: Oh my God, Jesus, we'll, we'll be in the UFO. Um, but hopefully. Hopefully, yeah, just hope it just nukes the planet. Um, <laughs> um, you know, until we see that generational change, we've got too many opinions coming from different ages that have all experienced different things. Yeah. Nobody ever sees it like that. You know, people always, like, you know, when you take the piss out of, like, your mum or your grandma, like, can't type properly on a yeah, phone. Or, like, yeah. can you actually even imagine? I'm even sometimes, like, wait, what? Like, I was brought up, like, okay, you're allowed 15 minutes on the computer. The computer was, like, you could only play, like, Snake on it. And then, obviously, do you remember the time when the iPods was launched? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
1: shout out to Dill Brad for the only person that is still purchasing iPods on a regular <laughs> basis you manufacturing one of one, in one for dylan Bradshaw. <laughs> yeah.
0: um but like i remember when my dad came back my dad used to travel and live in japan for a very long, long large period of time and he because obviously japan had the biggest the newest tech before the uk and he came back and surprised my sister and i with like an ipod each mm. and it was like the og ipod like
1: yeah, the... and
0: that was I remember you're going around with a walkman and then you've got like a game boy like all of these oh, things and then you're so translating good. to like a MacBook, what the Do you fuck? remember
1: when phones were unique? Yeah, my god, everybody, like everybody had a different phone. Like you phone. could have a Nokia, but it, it, everybody could have a different Nokia. You could have a thirty-three ten. You could have a thirty-three ten i. Oh my god! You could have a thirty-five ten. You could have a thirty-five fifty.
0: I don't think you even had the range of phones that we had in the UK. We no, had of course not. Motorola razors, Motorola flat yeah, we had phones, Moto- um, Philips.
1: I had a Philips.
0: Nokia Cath Kidson vibe. So it was like a Cath Kidson pattern. She's actually gone out of business now. Who was a very, very well-known, I think it's like textiles company. And her print yeah. was put all over the, the Nokia. Blackberry. And if you had a Motorola razor yeah, I mean, if that you, was fucking
1: you want to elevate to BBM, then BBM know.
0: BlackBerry, Jesus. Yeah, I genuinely so thought good. I was Paris Hilton. There was this time so where good. We I weren't...
1: wish I wish we could go back to that because this whole everyone's got an iPhone and they all look the same, so dull.
0: We're all the fucking same. It pisses so me off. Like we've all become like there's like what, nearly is isn't there eight billion people in the world now? Something there about
1: Billion, there probably eight billion. is, yeah. There yeah. are no, it is officially. I don't think owned. everybody's registered though. Yeah, that's also very true. I don't
0: think everybody in the world is registered. Yeah. I almost think it's better not to be registered anyway. Just I'm sure, give
1: yeah, take. I'm sure there's a few couple more. Well, yeah, like go to a desert in the middle of
0: Africa. I'm sure there's people that are not registered on a system as to yeah, them being.
1: When bought. you go to the Namib desert and you come across the Koi Sun, but you're... like you
0: know, there's eight billion people in the world, and I honestly think we should have stopped at about four. Do you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, but that means you wouldn't be born then.
0: Yeah, I know. It's fine. Like, it's not, I'm not talking about me. I just think that even the, the offsprings, we should always keep it a bit of a limit because we're all merging into oh each other. Oh, God. This sounds I know it sounds like, like I'm about to It sounds like me. an
1: episode of 300 <laughs> where the, Hands made the, 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 the Spartans are having babies and if they were deformed, they would throw them off a cliff.
0: No, I don't mean it like that, but I genuinely believe that we've just got too many people in the world right now. Well, <laughs> Does anyone else think that? There is too many people in the world. Well, That's there's, a, we lot of, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot
1: of very intelligent individuals that would argue that case and say that the largest existential crisis for humanity that we're currently facing is a population collapse
0: now maybe yes we'll see fertility rates decline like they have people having less children less like to produce but do you not think
1: china is scrambling because of their one child policy has come back to bite them in the ass and they are basically a society of going to be very very old individuals
0: Yeah, like, cool. What I'm saying is, like, there's certain countries that have brought things in themselves to being the way that they are and wanting to live the way that they want to live. But I... I still think that this is telling us something, that we've peaked, do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, That's we what have. it's saying. We we so have. actually we shouldn't be having so many people in the world because maybe we would have peaked be, and there, then gone downhill.
1: There's never going to be more people on this earth than there are currently right now. The, the overall life expectancy is dropping across Western countries. Fertility rates are plummeting year by year. Um, and, and
0: then you can still get places like Japan, Japan and, and you know, if you
1: go into Japan, like their their overall births versus deaths uh, statistics for the past five years are horrendous.
0: But I also think we've got the ability to travel and have children in other countries to have different citizenships and different You know, not everybody's reproducing the child in Japan, yeah. having the child in Japan. Do you know what I mean? They could be.
1: Oh, yeah, well, you're not gonna have. Like laser statistics, but I'm you just can saying, have there is a always variable degree of accuracy.
0: Well, okay, cool.
1: You know, Mark. with the largest uh, portions of the population growth happening in Africa.
0: Okay, just let's always bring it back to Africa, shall How we? Because that's where we But yet, yeah, you all left it.
1: <laughs> well, it's not our choice, though, well, George, is it?
0: Well, Mark, your parents are still there. Your yeah. brother's still there. Yes. Your family's still there. So please tell me it's some type of choice you've been fucking okay. You're not a refugee, Mark. Do you know what I mean?
1: I wish I was part of the refugees. You're oh, so Hill.
0: far privileged to be calling yourself a refugee. No, I
1: said the refugees, as in the the band.
0: The refugees. Yeah, with
1: mean? Lauren Hill and uh, Whitecliff Sean. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Um, probably African as well. Um, no, they're not.
1: The, they're the Fugees, not the refugees. Oh. Sorry, that's my ignorance. I don't think the
0: band would be called The Refugees. It probably would be cancelled within (laughs) seconds, um, unless they were actually refugees. Um, But no, I do think, going back to the point of body dysmorphia, which was exactly why we were talking about it in the first place, Mm -hmm. um, I do think it's something which, as we do become a larger mass of people, and the ability to connect, even though we're so ill-connected in a weird (laughs) way, like it's uh, the level of comparison and body dysmorphia is only yeah. going to progress to get worse as well yeah i think that's for obviously sure. what we were kind of linking back to anyway and i guess um, like
1: i've i've also seen a rise in uh, what do you call them when those things you put on your face when you do videos filters, oh
0: yeah, some, well of filters are, do some of the it's
1: filters crazy. are it's crazy there's girls that
0: are yeah. living the, you know this is uh, look i Sometimes in my head I just have moments which is pretty much every day where I just think like what like what is fucking going on? Because it's the same with like TikTok, for example. Yeah. Like I I know from being a business owner and knowing a lot of people who have got tech businesses or whatever, yeah. like TikTok yeah. for businesses if you can nail it for a product yeah, or whatever a great like hard. you can make a shit ton of growth and it's a very good if you nail it okay but you know what TikTok's actually awful for it's just this complete abuse of self-imagery and just like what people look like on a day-to-day basis yeah. how they act on camera what is a trend like if you're not trend, you know what i mean it's so fucked, and yeah. Instagram. Like, I miss the days where you literally had like three filters that were like sepia. What was it called? Black and white. Black and white. No, <laughs> no.
1: Simple stuff.
0: Sepia, black, and white. no. There was one that was like the OG one. Like, if you used that one, you knew you were. Uh, oh, and really? you would upload like a fucking sunset with the grainiest camera, probably from an iPod Touch or like wow. some kind of, vibe, and put a filter on it, and people Hashtag would be like, "Wow." Sunset. Hush, hash, you know, and and I was like, this is great. This is the photo sharing app, and now,
1: yeah. it is
0: the opposite. It's like. You know what? This is the problem also. If you also got very low self-esteem and you constantly look at others in the sense of what they look like yeah. and you hope that either they have low self-esteem or you can find some kind of level ground with them or you inspire or aspire, shall yeah, I say, yeah. to be like them, yes. guess what an algorithm does now? Well, now you've, you've seen it once. It, you can see it 3,000 times yeah. every minute of the day. And
1: they, it's you see all those programs on Channel 4 and BBC discussing you know, self-harm with teenagers and how they get caught into echo chambers of that kind of narrative that gets pushed onto them on a, on such a consistent basis. Mm.
0: Um, oh, it's it's hideous. Like, you know, there was... They you did know, a you just thing. end
1: up just des- despising yourself and any attempt that you try to better yourself is never good enough and you're always having to do more and more extreme things to yield a result. And... The reality is, is, we push these narratives and diet culture agendas onto the younger generation, mm. and have been doing so. And we've had them pushed onto us, whether it's from our parents or the environment that we've been in, or the mainstream media with regards to print and copy and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I think it's, only it's just so
0: obvious to say that. You know I, would sp- I speak for my mum's generation and i think a lot of clients that we also work with in the sense of that age range and yeah. it's 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 almost um i feel bad for the way that they were brought up by their parents as to why no, they felt sure. this way and yeah. um, i think there is a thing of we're trying to um like for example there was a whole research undertaken of ch- of parents whose children were going through weight loss journeys due to um, their obesity rates or their health in general and that they had to go on to a weight loss um, program of some degree to get the children's weight down and they all honestly they leveled it up as to how many parents like said some kind of judgment over what their child looked like to either the other parent or to themselves or to the child directly yeah. and and if you look at this if i talk to you from a personal standpoint my great-grandmother was anorexic okay that then followed through to my grandma who has had a really fucked relationship with food like genuinely for years of my life all she did was drink a black coffee and until i was like you need to have something let's start you at least on liquids i mean protein shake just try and get something in you so you're not malnourished and and she's better now slightly still got very warped perceptions on food but that translated down to my mum who my mum I would say then translated down to me on top of that with my grandma because I had those generations alive whilst I was growing up and that effectively imagine this it goes anorexic pretty much anorexic in the sense of how you are to like then my grandma who was pretty much so warped with diet culture Mm. and food intake that then it walked onto her it walked onto my mum now i clearly as an individual that was then born was not had two sparks in my brain which was not going to go the way of anorexia it was going to go the other way in the sense that and i can only blame that on a couple of things i'm not going to blame anything because i feel like there's so much responsible for it But I think between the generation of where my mum could manage her weight, so I'd say like what, like teenage Mm. years through to 20s and 30s before children, I would say the main differentiating factor for me is the reason why I probably went down the route of uh, binge eating and being overweight than being anorexic with an eating disorder in the sense of not eating food is the food availability and the generation that I fell in. Because... My grandma and great grandma yeah. don't didn't have the availability like war era. You know what I mean to get food. Do you know sure, what I mean? So if you were walked foods, on what you yeah. looked like, it didn't go one way in the sense of being overweight. It went the other extreme, which was anorexia. And I can only see that my mum also was in a generation which didn't have shit tons of food availability around there. Like yeah. more, but not as much. You know. Yeah. Now our generation, complete opposite. In fact, it's food availability everywhere. If your mum doesn't yeah. feed you, you can just nick some money or side re- and buy side. also relatively
1: food. cheap as well, isn't it?
0: Super cheap, super accessible yeah. environment. So instead of being like, I'm going to seek comfort on not eating, I dr- mean, yeah. and, and fueling that body dysmorphia mm. and how I feel on not eating, I'm going to do the other extreme. Yeah. But I can only see it being in the sense of generations coming down to the fact of a- availability. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's yeah. why, when even because that's how warped our com- brains a com- are. A
1: combination of availability and expenditure because when they've looked at neat studies across generations, your grandparents and great-grandparents move expended an average of a 300 or 250 additional calories per day because they're having to, obviously... All the processes are then you could less that to automated. Availability. Yeah, exactly. Less. You know, if you wanted to go and get food, you had to go out and go and obtain it. Walk around and go and fetch and it. And they were
0: used to the rations era. Like if they didn't have it or they yeah. couldn't make something from the food, yeah, they just exactly. had to get yeah,
1: on with that. it. Yeah, you, we. It's such, it's just such a completely different environment. Like, and, and again, like when we talked touched mm-hmm. on it with alcohol, is you could go to your dad's bedside table, you know, sneak a ten 10 pound note or a five pound note and off you trotted and you could get four times your daily required energy intake you know for three pound fifty yeah and also
0: what i'd like to say that there's no other link between how a family's or generation's mind turns from anorexia to obesity do you know what I mean? Like, in the sense of it's I a, it's, a, it's, a very, it's not a sim, it is a similar way of abuse. It is not the same being overweight no, and underweight. Yeah, I
1: guess it's, yeah, I get, it's, 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 it's very, they're on obviously,
0: but we were even saying this about vaping on, the, weren't on, we, different, the other? on
1: different spectrums, but are, you know. But it's one of those things where well, did you feel like obviously with that? No, kind I felt of environment, restricted
0: but because I had availability of getting my own. But food, do you think that
1: there was clearly going to be expectations placed on you to look a certain way so that you fit within the the family brand? Do you think that that had a contributing factor as well, as that everybody was supposed to look a certain way. But I don't think my
0: mum didn't experience that either. I think she did experience that. I think my grandma also did experience that growing up. I think what's the difference is, is in a moment like that where it's emotion, technically, as to why you then triggered to do something, and your emotional responses, or uh, I guess how you utilise when you want to grab food or eat food. The difference no, is... is
1: You couldn't. <laughs> you
0: couldn't, do you know what I mean? And this is the thing. So I think the brain's, like, stimulation a sense of trying to reward yourself or uh, beat yourself up are quite closely linked. And I sure. think, you know, if I had not have been able to... Uh, access that food or yeah. have more food availability or be in a school which gave that. You know, Mark was like, What the fuck? You have vending machines at school. I was like, Yeah, vending machines. Yeah, like, what the fuck? You know, you could get like a double cheese hash brown panini at 11 a.m., eat a couple of oh dairy milk bars, go to the corner shop oh afterwards. My days. Full Spread on the canteen. Well, I guess
1: they, yeah, well, that that really shows you the level of availability when it came to to food. And then, and then, so instead you're, of reaching for a packet you're of you and you're basing the entire, uh, you know, your entire health and well being and perceptions of foods and things on, you know, generally very impulsive people who are teenagers and asking them to mediate and moderate their own intake, which to me seems like an incredibly flawed Yeah, I
0: mean like look, I would have like, eaten
1: way more food like if I had the availability to to do you know what I mean? but you know, we got think if
0: you then don't have a so for bowl example, of cereal if you look for like breakfast, and breakfast and look at, some sandwiches
1: system. and that was about it.
0: But yeah, Mark, you're in Zimbabwe, Mark. Do you know what I mean? You're not in the yeah, UK. I know, yeah. Like you didn't have lunch at school. Nobody ever had that sort of situation. No. But you're in the UK now and you keep on bring up how much you want to go back to fucking Africa. I'll book you a flight later if you want. Yeah. Like, genuinely. Thanks. But I do think, you know, in the sense of me eating something was my level of comfort, it would be very much similar to if people didn't have food abilities to then try and find something else they could latch on to for an emotional sense. You which know. could be I don't know, passing through digestion, smoking, probably like alcohol intake, no food intake. Probably oh well, it's nothing to do with an eating disorder, is it? You know, take laxatives, that's a very common thing in that middle age, age, you know, older older generations to like wipe it out, don't want to deal with it. Like and so instead my emotion was Triggered and rewarded with food is very. Big I guess difference. we've also
1: got to take into consideration that in the nineteen, literally as early as the nineteen twenties, obesity was so rare that people would pay money to and cu- travel far and wide to look at fat people.
0: That's you wonder why body dysmorphia runs through us so fucking
1: hard. I mean? But then again, you it know, it was so foreign. It's... There was like, oh my God, there's a person that's three hundred, you know, pounds or four hundred pounds. You know, people would literally turn up in their hundreds, if not, I was reading one dude had, like, cult status, one of the most popular fat men in 1920s, and people used to cart him around and just stare at him. That's how how, uh, rare being morbidly obese was back in the day.
0: Yeah, and obviously now it's not, and I can only really put that down to the fact that
1: so then There's I would so assume that being, why, skinny, being skinny or even being unweight was kind of not a bad thing. No, it so was great.
0: That was literally what they strived for. That
1: was normal. Be. So then I guess everybody had the preconceived notion that, you know, skinny is good and fat is weird.
0: But then, yes, and that's where it's always been. The fact that, like, if you are... Which is actually kind of fucked up because, like... It, take yourself back to like what 1500 1600 when was henry the eighth 1500s
1: yeah 1500 it was yeah. all the,
0: the era of like you know it showed this level of greed and also prosperity and yeah. even in like asian countries and like Africa. being overweight is yeah. a sense of prosperity um yeah. rather than you know being i guess underfed which yeah. is then showing that you can't afford to eat you know mm. but
1: and like for asian especially in uh uh, Indian and Asian communities also, like, for example, every, everything refers back to, like, whether you had it or didn't have it, do you know what I mean? So if you were overweight, that was a sign of you being uh, uh, prosperous. But then if you were light skin, to a certain degree, especially in Asian countries, that's also deemed as a good thing because that showed you that you didn't tend fields and that yeah. the darker your complexion was meant that you probably spent more time in the sun, thus showing and indicating to a civilization and
0: now how much has that changed that you've got sally on the fucking sunbed down the gym in the range rover fucking beasting it for 20 minutes a day that woman is literally the color of like leather this lady she
1: comes in and there's obviously no judgment but a little bit of judgment hence the reason why we're talking on the podcast (laughs) she'll come in and she's clocked the the system on how to manipulate the, the duration in the sunbed so she'll come in she'll say to the guy oh please can I I have 12 minutes, and he'll get the card out, write it all down, plug it in, leave, because generally he's got other things to do within the gym and other, like, that. And then she'll come out, sneak out, because I caught her doing it. And then she was doing 25 minutes.
0: 25 minutes of 25 stomach. You would come out, and you would like be bacon. char-grilled. When, like you that walk
1: into, when you walk into the place, it smells like burnt skin.
0: But she does it every single day. Every she comes day. in, she reverses the Range Rover into one spot, yeah. she gets out, she doesn't even go to the gym. She doesn't. She just goes in some bed. And that's an addiction in its own right, fuck. Women are addicted to being tanned. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because my grandma would still refer to me as, why would you want to be tanned, Georgia? Yeah. And that's generational. Yeah. She's that... like fair skin in the sense of like your complexion, but your like do, I do net, you know But I do understand that,
1: though, because when you do see a woman that canes the sun, it's skin's, skins fucked, like yeah. elephant-like. Elephant Leather,
0: you know what? I there was this argument to say, like, would we all look better at an older age in our generation than the older age now? Yeah, I saw will. my grandmother the day, and I honestly was like, I had to ask her, like, if yeah. you have like work no, but done because like, I, like, I was like, and she was like, no, never.
1: That's your, your grandmother's, but she never puts her face though. in the sun,
0: she never doesn't a thing which I mean, look, like,
1: yeah, but most women, I, like, most no women your, your, your grandmother's <laughs> age are bent over on a walking frame
0: yeah do you know what i mean with like real bad like on statins yeah i just don't i don't want to be like that i don't want to be on the nhs with fucking loads of drugs pumped into me i'd rather just euthanize myself yeah i I, honestly would you
1: would you uh would you because we're, we're we're steamrolling towards this as a as a society but would you at a later stage in your life undergo some form of gene therapy to reverse your aging
0: I don't know if I want to be around for any longer than we need to be. I've got slight concern. This is why I won't have children either. Um, yeah. I don't understand why. I just don't understand why you want to bring a child into the world right now. Is it because like you're? I don't. I just don't understand. Not in the. It just. I just don't understand. Maybe it myself. Because a lot of people Mr. love
1: why. love children. Right? And, and
0: you know what? I spoke to my are, hairdresser about this. There all are the day. women
1: that literally, when you ask them, they just can't wait. They, every waking moment is. Yeah, like my
0: hairdresser, she said that her mum, her grandma had her mum at 17, her mum married, or I don't know if they married, or had her at 17, and she, if anything, had her first at 20, which was a little bit older, but they've still got all the generations alive, do you know what I mean? And like, alive and kicking, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not and so actually but she was brought up like that and we were like that's such a polar opposite to how I've been brought up like it's just no no babies like no no kids around me like there's just never been a baby there until my cousins who look we we were close growing like I'm not saying we're not close a family at the end of the day but we didn't really spend that much time with them so when they had kids I still didn't spend that much time yeah (laughs) and I think your family, you know, your brother's much older, your older brother's much yeah, older Hobbit than you. Had, had so he's got
1: kids,
0: yeah. kids that are like in their twenties, yeah. you know, and then you've got your brother who's got, you know, what, five year olds or six year old, or three year old or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that's a bit of a fucking shock to the system every time that we, you know, it's just like Jesus. Okay, this is how people run their lives with young children. Like, I've got
1: a lot of respect for people that do that. It's very uh, uh, selfless to. to yeah, do I just that.
0: think I'm too selfish. Yeah, the, for sure. Which is fine. You're, you're, everybody's selfish.
1: entitled to. Everybody's entitled to feel that the way that they feel about it, and it's a very large and mammoth task that you can't take lightly. And some people are willing to sacrifice certain elements of their own personal life and some people are not, so...
0: Well, actually, on that topic of, like, mums, I think there's a lot of mums, like, in the sense of new mums or mums in the last couple of years who I just think are also ridden with body dysmorphia as to, like, what the expectation is for them after giving birth and also just, like, how they view themselves now to how they used to be, you know, before a child. And, I mean, I definitely you know when people always like get back to the mum you know get back to the pre-baby body
1: Yeah,
0: I don't think your body ever fully gets completely back to where it was because you've just produced literally given birth to a child but you know I think anything's possible like if you wanted to be Fucking really lean and do you know what I mean, and base yourself around your periods. You still could, do you know what I mean. It's just yeah, so much, much harder, yeah, yeah,
1: because you've obviously got a shift in schedule and. But then mix the, that uh, in with
0: a load of hormones going all over the place, a young baby to look after, but again, likely, you know, lack you know, of sleep, lack of everything. Most
1: celebrities and influencers and all that, they all rush back to, oh, I just fit into my same pair of jeans that I fit into pre-pregnancy, and look at me, I'm amazing. Because they've got the nanny, because they don't have a nine-to-five job, because they've got very affluent uh, lives, and so on and so forth, and that, in its own right, then creates and breeds body dysmorphia for all the women who don't have the luxury of, of you know, being an influencer or a celebrity, and that impacts their mental narrative when they look at themselves and be like, well, I've put on, you know, two stone and I there's no ways I'm going to be able to fit back into my jeans before I had a baby. And that mm-hmm. then places unwanted and unnecessary uh, pressure on, on women especially because they're like, well, why can't I do it? Why? And it's just, it really is. It's just so fucked up how we we, pray, we pray on people's insecurities because they do know that, do you know what I mean? Like, we've trained well-known individuals and, and even though that they lack, ultimately probably the least confident people that we know, they're always coming across like they're super confident and it has such a drastic impact on the general population when it comes to... Like I was telling one of our clients the other day when one of one of our old clients was on a magazine cover, um, and we'd done a preparation for 12 weeks, training very diligently tracking calories, tracking macros, you know, really impressive work on a, on a consistent basis to get in preparation for the a magazine cover to go there to have your photographs taken looking amazing in a swimsuit so on and so forth the first image comes out do you like what you see the woman was like yes i like what i see perfect right let's alter it let's photoshop it let's make your hips smaller let's make your torso longer and a whole bunch of of adaptations and changes had even happened had happened 30 seconds after the photo was taken and it's like well, what are you doing as, a, as, a, as an institution? What brand are you, are, what message are you putting out to women? First of all, you, A, you, you're fucking this woman's mind up because she looks at those photos and goes, I don't even look like that, okay? But why don't I look like that? Am I meant to look like that? Then you're then taking those uh, photos and you're supposedly meant to be a brand for women and putting it on the cover and you're like, here we go. Most women look at that and go, This is so unrealistic. Like, and And I I just don't, I just, I really, I
0: actually think, I think, I'm going to be honest, and talking from a woman's standpoint, and how I feel. I feel like if I was in a position like the client that we did used to work with, who had the level of authority that she did in a social platform. And I didn't like what somebody had done. I would have the fucking decency to tell people they'd done it because yeah, you have. A, you have. You know. I know. Have, no, I, no, let no, let I, me speak. I, let I me agree speak. With you. I think that influencers in general have zero understanding of how influential they genuinely are to people on a day-to-day basis and the amount of power they have to sway somebody's Mm. uh, self-image, self-esteem, how they feel about themselves within a split second, and yet they never take the responsibility to say something or do something. Because
1: I guess they're scared that if they do create headaches for people, then they're never going to be asked to come back again.
0: Yeah, because, but that's also fucked. They're the ones fueling the body's morphine. You've just watched that yep. happen. You've just got ready to think. You like what you see, and then they go and edit it. And you don't have the self-esteem or the body to say to them, or like the confidence to say, why have you just edited me? You'd probably get more fucking influence and more control and more following and more yeah. relatability no, you would, with your audience by standing up for yourself. And you'd probably be put on the front of another well, magazine within seconds th- if you fucking had a voice of some not, degree.
1: Or not. Or because everyone's like, you're a headache and you're a problem, so we're not going to work with you.
0: One, one magazine. I think... If we're going to talk about the actual magazine, I think if they were blasted online they by the influencers that they work with, they would be very damaged.
1: Oh, of course, because so their entire actually, business model is if based If you're not happy with something,
0: which I kind of think that our client, in a very subconscious way, liked what she saw in an edited vision, no, uh, photo, of course. because I think that most of worse. us like an edited photo, yeah. don't we? So, you know... You know Of course you're going to be like all for it. But in your level of power and authority and influence, you should, if you so badly complain about it and you don't feel like it sits well with you, you are the brand. They want you, not the other way fucking around. Do you know what I mean? At the time of her career, at that time, she was wanted. It wasn't that she needed it. Do you know what I mean? She was wanted. So actually if you if you stood up to like a like a women's magazine i'm not going to say which one it is but it's pretty fucking obvious like (laughs) that actually you've just edited my fucking photos which i've just trained really hard to be feeling confident and happy in myself and my skin and you just edited it but yet you're meant to be enticing and empowering fitness and health of fucking women you know what do you think you're doing do you not think the magazine would shit themselves it wouldn't be that other way around no
1: i appreciate it and it would yeah so
0: i do think down. like like i worked and there's with
1: a but look but you hit the nail on the head it's like when you see that edited and adjusted image you're not exactly looking worse you're looking better hundred
0: percent everybody prefers you, the, the, the they just prefer it that narcissistic
1: element of your body uh, of your your mental you know and especially though all those individuals that we worked with had body dysmorphia and like i'm not interested in anybody telling me any other narrative considering i i spent we both spent a vast majority amounts of time
0: vast majority amounts of uh, time
1: well numerous hours working with them and of course a person that n- generally negatively views themselves in a bad light is never going to look at an altered image where they look at quote unquote better and be like, no, this is a bad thing. They're like, yes, this is good. Do it again, please. Can I have well, some sort of contact when it on my we media had a page? meeting? When
0: I had my single meeting with our wedding photographer, for example, when I was doing hair and makeup, for example, and she came and met me, she said, "Do you want me to edit any parts of you?" Without even sure. ask me saying, "Actually, yeah, fuck, I'd love you to." Do you yeah. know what I mean or like you know? And so that is unfortunately if you're looking back on images like as i said like i have worked in and i think the relationship even with women to women is even more different than it is for a male no, or helping a woman have. i didn't i've said this before i didn't understand how they could do their job and feel the way that they are like they do about themselves and i still sit there and i still obviously have got small bits of communication with some of the clients that we used to work with when we were in the gym vibe and I still, to this day, don't think it's ever changed. And every time right. I see a photo of them, I think to myself exactly what they used to say to yeah. me—that they hated themselves. And yeah. I was like, "This is complete false sense of self-esteem." Do you know what I mean? It's still, and they're yet still you're posting it, and then, and then all of these people what looking at this and liking it and commenting and doing all Oh my God, babes, you're
1: so inspirational! Like, no, 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 yes, not that. I'm they're so not inspirational. the problem. I've I've just face tuned the shit out of this photo.
0: Not even that. <laughs> A lot of my clients that we worked with didn't face tune their photos. They did look like that. They were tiny, petite individuals which photographed incredibly well because they were attractive of some degree, okay? But they still, every time they uploaded photos of themselves, hated themselves, hated what they looked like. Their goals were also so much on hating themselves that it was less about actually the physical application. And this is why... When any kind of change happens, yeah. and this is what I will say time and time again, you can look at anybody, any shape or size, but d- just because you're physically smaller does not mean that you are mentally yeah. healthier or happier. And, you know, having worked with it, I've worked with people that literally would... I mean, I've had, I've seen comments, I'll die for your physique. Do you know what I mean? Would you? Do you know what I mean? Would you really die <laughs> for somebody's physique? Because like, yeah. I don't really think that's like... And they also going back to like the research that's been done on this like women especially are known for if they have ever lost weight previously or got in shape or like themselves at a certain age gap you know they post a photo of themselves, whether it's, it doesn't have to be half naked, just a post, so, you know, photo of themselves where somebody comments or likes saying, you look slim or yeah. you look well, have you been doing anything or you look great? And they upload that and it gets sucking hundreds of likes from family and friends and whatever. And then because obviously social media has changed a lot, they might upload a photo now which looks pretty much exactly the same as what they did in that age range when they got mm. loads of likes. Yeah. And then they might not get so many likes because. ...because a social media algorithm is dictating whether or not their stuff's seen... ...and then they automatically think to themselves... ...well, I need to change the way that I look... ...or I need to do something differently... ...or I need to be back at where I was, do you know what I mean? Because that photo where I looked a certain way, got far more likes and comments than this one I've uploaded, even though I look pretty much the same. So I need to change something. And that is all down to the constant need for likes, comments, attention. Gratification. Gratification. And this has fueled body dysmorphia beyond fucking control. Because it's this thing of like, we... Like we always said, with just anything, running a social media page for business, running a social media page for personal things, just being on social media, you its it has changed so hectically. I sometimes don't think many of the consumer, the people that sit on their phones just looking at other people's stuff... Realize as a business, you realize a lot. So they gave everybody what they wanted, which was deserved. Do you know what I mean? If you were creative and you could produce a photo that was nice and people liked you, you grew a following and you got some kind of level of privilege from it in the sense of loads of likes and stuff. And as these algorithms have changed, it means that people don't get as much attention. Primarily, one, there's billions of people now on the app compared to when there was potentially less people on the app. And and two, it doesn't make the app money. So all well, these people are—we've st- had years, years of our life striving for likes, comments, shares. Oh my God, you're amazing! To completely the opposite now in 2023, where if anything, you upload something, and if it doesn't perform well or do well, you delete it. You're, you're like, this is shit. I'm shit. Everything's shit. Yeah. And that has only come from the pro- the progression of platforms or apps yeah. that have social requirements of some degree because
1: yeah, why gl- else are we searching for this why
0: are we scared of what time we upload a photo of ourselves or oh, so we don't get attention we don't get likes if you so, you really deep down wanted to upload a photo to your portfolio of just life you would upload it without even the, the thought if this is going to perform well but we are so in our brains for performative reasons these days, not in just in work. I'm talking in every sense, you know, that if something doesn't perform well based off of an algorithm, whatever, we then think that we're shit. We think that things are not worth it. We don't value ourselves. And that is literally only come down in the last like couple of years or so. Because that's why everybody says, can we go back to Instagram in twenty sixteen? Do you know what I mean? Where there was I
1: I don't think anybody would argue that social media and the rise of the inter- yeah, I don't think anybody would, especially with people that have young teenagers and children, where you just see the children are now glued to their phones, consuming all sorts of. Uh, Pretty input. crazy though,
0: because like they should—I don't know if they do this at schools—but they should really take kids' phones away if they've got them, because not only is it a massive distraction point, but like we used yeah. to have that—we only had—I only got a mobile when I had to walk to school by myself and i think my mum obviously like just in case i was kidnapped so i was probably too fat to kidnap as a child but you yeah. know it, it you would have a phone just if you needed to text yeah. them but you wouldn't go yeah. on it for anything else god no. forbid and when you went to classes they used to take your phone before you went into the mm. class so yeah, you couldn't I go never. and fucking go on your phone yeah. i think it's the opposite yeah. now i think actually you're allowed your phones at every aspect of the day because god forbid you should take a child's phone yeah, away god and the parents have need a panic attack little Johnny. Yeah, little Johnny might not like his yeah. fucking pastrami sandwich at lunch. You know, yeah, so he might
1: need a top up so he can get his So he can money send you WhatsApp saying, machine. hate
0: you, mum." Do you know what I mean? Like, I hate my sandwich. Yeah. You know, it's 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 too much accessibility. It's like we can't fend for ourselves. That's the thing, is that yeah, when we've you're a child, the, we've we lost have touch lost that. There. We it's have like lost we've,
1: touch of, of...
0: It's like we're always on a lifeboat. Well, I'm not, yeah. not in that no, every life has
1: just become incredibly comfortable, and that's just what happens. Well,
0: incredibly comfortable, but also incredibly uncomfortable. I, I think yeah. it's actually almost to the point where you're like, you're Comfortable what in certain
1: areas, so then that kind of shifts your perception on, you know, and shifts your, your, your you know, like, for example take an individual here who feels that they might they may not be privileged and put them in a township in africa and then the, you know your perception changes very quickly doesn't it so i guess it's the pers- does it you are very comfortable most people in you know in the western uh, world are more comfortable in the sense that you've got food availability you've got electricity you've got running water not necessarily you've got not necessarily but statistically the the vast majority do but as i always so say i literally you, repeat this the day those, i die with when you when you're in Africa. not yeah but when you're not you know hunting your own food and worrying okay, about okay mark cuz you hunted no, but your I'm own food i'm just saying in Zimbabwe. i'm just saying in general georgia as a, as a civilization when you're not having years. to worry about you know the real life worries of Food, shelter, all those kind of things, staying alive, then your focus can shift elsewhere onto things like, Oh, do I have too much body fat? Why don't I have the latest, latest Porsche? You know, and all those other things. And it's we've gotten to the point now where we, we haven't got anything else but to kind of worry about apart from
0: No, I completely disagree. I, so. I I'm honestly I've said this so many times to you. You can we, we I I'm gonna speak for myself, you weren't no. brought up here. I was brought up, and I've yes. always said this in a very privileged from a very privileged background, okay? And whether I was brought up in a privileged background or just in the UK alone, maybe not privileged, yeah. we are used to a hierarchy of life. And that is because that has been put upon us by either the collection of the EU and Britain together throughout the years, you know, in a sense that you go to school, you come out from school, you need to go to university, you need to get a degree, you're then going to go into a very good job, you're going to work hard, you're going to earn money. These are the things you need to be striving for. You need to have a good good partnership, good husband or wife or, you know I mean, you've got to earn X amount by a certain age. You are striving when those people have these very nice things, that's because they have a lot of financial wealth and mm-hmm. if you want them you need to earn for it. Yeah, You think that that's the same in the sense of take yourself to Africa in a non-privileged situation that their environment or their expectation is the same as our expectation. It's not. And they would never have experienced what we had experienced. Yeah, And going back to social media probably what's made them feel worse in the last few years is that a lot of Africans in townships have availability of the phones and I've never come across it more, but like our maids and like all of that in, in Africa who we treated literally like family have, they all had phones. Everybody had a phone the next day if they'd lost their phone or it was stolen, there was a new phone and they sit on these phones on Facebook and they look at potentially life outside of Africa. And that's when your expectations might change. But growing sure. up in a place where potentially you're not connected to anybody worldwide, Yeah then you need to understand that your actual expectation of life is nothing like what my expectation of life is. So would
1: you say that 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 would then come... Do you think a person that is kind of having a different environment and different upbringing, do you think the prevalence of body dysmorphia... And those kind of negative. I don't think narrative. they're
0: expecting to see like you know in Africa the culture yeah. is very different. Like you like you know if we speak to Ch- about charity, who was our uh, housekeeper and I and we had a really good relationship with charity. And I think yeah. charity always say that you know in Africa you know you want as a woman you want a bum you want like yeah. you know you've always got to have some
1: Thickness. cushion
0: for the push. You know what I mean? And it was thick and you know cushion and that's for very the different. Push-in. That's what it was was cushion for the push isn't cushion something like for that. The and she's like, that's what, like, an African woman would live like and look like and strive to look like. It's not the same as striving to look like the girl at your gym, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's in a sports bra and leggings yeah, that's yeah. got, like, six-pack and, like, a genetically quite shaped nice ass and with a severe anterior pelvic tilt. Like, you know, you're not necessarily going, okay, well, that's what I need to look like. I'm sure they've got dysmorphia over a number of different things. Perhaps... They're 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 malnourished, do you know what I mean, and perhaps yeah. that they see people that are not malnourished, you know, as those that they then aspire to be like. Yeah. I'm sure they get more dysmorphia in their life on a day to day basis when they are abused by their husbands, maybe, sure. or they yeah. can't just feed different, their children. Just a different thing. Type of it. But it's not the same. I don't see yeah. Like when we go to a place like Africa and we get put in or we choose to go and see these places where people are living or you know it's eyes wide fucking open which says one thing we're just not used to it We've never been brought up about round air. Yeah. but I'm sure if you went to a council estate in the middle of Glasgow or you know Wales or like even some places down like anywhere really like in the ends of peck you know what i mean some of the most run-down estates you probably would also potentially okay they might have the accessibility of water and electricity doesn't yeah. mean that they can afford it doesn't mean that their property they've been given is not covered in mold and it's got pipes coming out of the fucking room yeah. doesn't mean yeah. they're not living in a place that's cladded as fuck. Do you know what i mean that could just set on fire you know what i mean if anything you know, in Africa, they give you, barring certain parts of Cape Town, for example, which are obviously very prestigious and privileged, yeah. they give you the opportunity. You can live anywhere, do you know what I mean? You could. You could pitch up where the fuck you wanted and put up, like, a little house. Yeah, yeah, the in the beach. UK, you do that. You, you know, you're either a gypsy, do you know what I mean? And then you're getting kicked off somebody's land. You know, even then, they come in a caravan. They don't come in a fucking tent or a tin, tin roof. If not, you're on a waiting list for a council house and you've got to share the room with fucking 12 other family members and not have any kind of money for running water or Mm. so and so forth. So I think it's... You know, if I were put into that position, I would probably have a fucking stark reality check. And I think you would too. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, forget going to a township in Africa. I think if we had a stark reality of how some people lived in the UK, you'd be like, what?
1: Yeah, it is... Yeah, I 100% agree with you on that.
0: I just think it's something that, you know, we can't ever speak... This is why I get so annoyed with how many people speak for people. Because... It's like, we can sit in this, in the UK or the EU or the US or Australia, you know, like very privileged first world countries, and be like, oh my God, it must be so awful for certain people here, or I bet they feel like this, or, you know, we should stand up for these. rights." You have no control. You have no idea. You have no understanding. As I think to... I
1: th- that was very evident with regards to the FIFA World Cup when... Yes. Everybody rocked up and they were like, you guys are not boozing the same way that you're boozing at other World Cups because it's it's a, it's not part of our culture. And it was quite an interesting thought. I, I wasn't thought even
0: ex- saying it in that sense. Yeah, but
1: saying. it's just like there's certain things that when you get to certain areas, and it's just so different that you trying to place your opinion on it is so naive. Because you have literally zero understanding on the people on on the culture. Yeah,
0: take an example like we've worked with Arab clients, okay? And now, yeah. don't get me wrong, we have worked with privileged Arab clients of streams, yeah, you know, like, so. But there's been times where I've had conversations with clients that perhaps are Muslim or cover up around their husband or um, have to cover up in family situations and stuff, where they actually, in their voice and in what their thoughts are is they like it yeah. that's their way of life that's what they've always been used to you know actually they are very religious they yeah. do want to be conservative so what is it for some fucking British person to yeah. be like who can go out on a crop top and a pair of shorts and walks around complaining getting wolf whistled at do you know what I mean yeah. to then say oh it's such a shame they have to cover up do you know what yeah. I mean it's like that's so insensitive because not everybody is under some punished law sure. there are people that live Live that life, like how Choose we live our lives, and respect it yeah. and want to follow it and believe that that is the way that their life should be. Well, there
1: was the gentleman's, uh, f- there was a very, uh, uh, not affluent, but there was a very, um, what's the word, where well, you know. can uh, explain yourself? Eloquent. There was a very eloquent gentleman from Uganda being interviewed and they uh, the journalist was asking this Ugandan gentleman about their rules when it comes to homosexuality because in Uganda they have a hundred percent zero tolerance to homosexualism and it's frowned upon and you will get stoned you'll get locked up you'll get ostracized so on and so forth and he was pretty ostracizing the gentleman with regards to their view and the guy said well you know it's a pretty unanimous decision that we as ugandans you know have come to a democratic uh, understanding that this is against our values and our culture hence the reason why we have this understanding and the guy that was trying to kind of not force his opinions was just asking you know what what's the what's the story about that and trying to insinuate obviously the western society has a more progressive look on it and they were like well we don't really care because as part of our ugandan culture this is you know illegal. Yeah like
0: obviously you've got things going on in America where you'd be in the UK going what the fuck Do you know what I mean like genuinely like my sister obviously lives in America and she's british so she doesn't really she can't really have that much of a say on it in the sense of like power mm. to say anything but you know, like it's the same as taking away the availability for a woman to not have a child mm. or to, you know, deal with, you know, having to deal with a pregnancy that she doesn't want or having to deal mm. with, a, you know, that whole thing is horrific and you're you're like going back in time. But, you know, unless you're living, working, culturally mixed in with that society of people, Americans, do you know I mean, are we... Can we support it? No, do you know what I mean? But are well, we entitled? Because there's a lot were, of women that are for it, for I example. I guess if you're
1: a staunch Catholic or a staunch yeah, Christian, you'd be then, for it. Then, so, your, then your uh, outlook on it is is different. Like we've got uh, clients, or not clients, but former clients that are very Catholic, very... Um, and they're all for, you know, stopping abortion and pro-life. I've changed and,
0: Scientologists
1: to put it into fucking <laughs> And are like, you know, actively post, you know, Donald Trump stuff on a, on a daily basis. And, you know, w- with her nature versus nurture and being the, the Catholic woman that she is, she's like, no, you shouldn't be able to just go and have an abortion willy-nilly you need to, you know, only God can decide who kills people and and so on and so forth. And within her environment and echo chamber that she lives in, then there's no discussion for that because it's 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 X, y, and Z's written in the Bible and that's the way we roll, so...
0: Yeah, and I think it's like it's too... And whether it's coming from a privilege or not privilege, you know, I just think it's something which is... Just like how I wasn't particularly for how, when we moved to Africa, I was British, I was a young woman. You know, I obviously was aware of my privilege, like, and I was highlighted it many times in Mm. Africa. But I didn't like the fact that because I was white and because I worked hard and did my job on a day-to-day basis, lived like what I would in the UK not in the sense of extreme, just lived, that I then felt that I was on a pedestal of some degree and that people would ask stuff from me, like in the sense of money. And I'm like, do you know how hard I have to work to earn this expectation of my life? You know what Mm. I mean? And it's one of these things where I think I just struggle with the fact, and I think it comes back to the point of if there's too many opinions and too many people, Mm. you know what I mean? We should... You know when it's the whole thing of like you can sometimes think things, but if you say it to your partner behind closed doors or you just have the conversation between one mm. another or with a friend or whatever, that's but that's okay because that's just going between yeah. sharing your opinion and having a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's when you feel you are entitled enough to give and this is why we were always so concerned with our own social media in our industry, mm, is that everything mm. we put out genuinely is factually correct. It genuinely is mm. science-based and psychologically-based. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's proven shit. Because the minute you don't do that, you end up being something which... You're passing your opinion on something you're not educated on or you don't yeah, understand but, further on. I just feel like it's too many opinions. But I guess even we,
1: we, when we did do that, people were like, my personal experience with X, Y, and Z was different to... That's what I mean. There's too what many, you many said, people. you said, so too many you're opinions. wrong.
0: Yes, but that's what I mean. Like... Too many opinions, too many, accept, too many... I don't give a fuck about half the people's experience. I don't care. And you shouldn't care about me, and we shouldn't care about mm. each other. I care about people that want to, you know, lose weight, want to, you know, not regain it, want to feel good in their life, want additional coaching help, want to change their life for the better and live the best quality mm. of life. Mm. I don't give a fuck about anybody else, and I think I'm no, really no. entitled to say that. Like, no, you because are.
1: You are, for sure. Why should
0: we care, and as I say always, why should we care about all of these uh, just people we don't need to be consuming their thoughts, their opinions, their, you know, we just need to stay in our own little group, and that's fine, do you know what I mean? And I think that when we start stepping out the lanes and just, like, passing your opinion on, oh, it's such a shame that they have to cover up and how fucking atrocious that is, you know, what a restrictive Mm. lifestyle they live... At what point have you lived there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's exactly. just so. I, I think you know, going How off the fact that we started you? this on. Body dysmorphia. I think this is actually just more about life dysmorphia in in, in life, general. Like to be quite that. honest with life you, dysmorphia. I think it comes down to the fact that the image we see is always the opposite to what some of the things being lived. Mm. What we compare to is never factually mm. like the correct yeah, comparison. you don't. You
1: literally have zero context to 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 what you're witnessing.
0: And I would say that like. If you could do, if you are somebody that is struggling massively with body dysmorphia directly, you don't like what you see, you constantly want to change yourself, you feel like you're at wit's end, you feel like you're never going to change or do anything like that. I would just weigh up like why you keep on going around in the Mm. same cycle and why you're not supporting yourself and is actually this right how I'm feeling, you know? Is it right for me to be saying this about myself? And if you're calling yourself a fucking whale and then going and embarking on a weight loss journey, you are setting yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. And I don't wanna mean, because you don't love yourself, so you're Mm. not gonna love the result you create if you don't love yourself. And I think, you know, it's one of these things like, Just always remember that we all live different lives. Mm -hmm. If you've got one chance, you don't have to be on social media. Don't be on it. Do you know what I mean? Don't go and look for these things. Don't do things that make you feel worse. Like, you Mm. know. And... And start to realize that your life is to be lived, you know, for what makes you happy. And so start addressing that, you know, and, and don't do it off base of the fact that you hate yourself. Mm. If you hate yourself, you need to work more on that, why mm. you're hating yourself, before you do anything that is effectively mm-hmm. a symptom analysis, you know, like losing yeah. weight or changing yourself. So so deep. So, <laughs> I love that. I just want to end it with so deep. I should
1: write that down.
0: Um. Just, you know, I just always say, like, you know, you can be physically smaller, you can be physically, you know, many things, be able to run ultra marathons or whatever. But if you are not mentally healthier, you are only going to run yourself Mm. into the ground. So, anyway, that is enough. On that note,
1: let's uh, let's wrap it up. That was like listening to Dr. Phil for uh, for a second. I
0: genuinely feel like I should have a fucking panel show, like loose women, but not loose women because loose flaps. Mark, oh, Jack,
1: your flaps are definitely... No, no
0: absolutely, do not need to describe my flaps to end the okay, fucking. Sorry. I don't have. I wouldn't describe that I've got, a well, if anybody, got flaps. If, anybody, if, anybody's,
1: if anybody's got this far, then, you know, that's.
0: Yeah, well, most people listen to this. A the little of nugget
1: laughter. Lo- of laughter.
0: That I don't have flaps, Mark. No, you don't. No. Mm. Fuck's sake, yeah, beautiful. Otherwise, there's my dysmorphia of my vagina starts. Beautiful labia. Oh, my God. Just, honestly, just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Just shut up, otherwise my dysmorphia of my vagina will begin, and we'll go down in a cycle of vagina dysmorphia. Yeah. If you've got vagina dysmorphia, now I've joined. I'm sure the crew. some people
1: do have. I uh, why t- you don't get
0: re- redone. Can't believe that's even a thing. Yeah. Loads of people I know have done that. I mean, why not?
1: What? Get Nothing their worse vagina than flaps remodeled. in a thong
0: is there? Um,
1: <laughs> Jeez.
0: Just be uncomfortable. You know? What?
1: Flaps labias. in a thong.
0: Big la- Mark, just stop saying the word late until you have one, just not entitled to say okay. it. We'll go back to the gynecologists and men. It's a bit weird. Just
1: yes no, I'm sorry. it's okay. only for
0: your pleasure, clearly. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Bye for my flaps and marks.
1: Laugh. <laughs> Fla- <laughs> the flaps are waving. <laughs> Goodbye. Are <laughs> Goodbye. 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 <laughs>